Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors. From helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connections show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofits in our community. Today is Monday morning, July 13th. Wanted to let you know that in addition to being live on the radio, we are also live on Facebook. Um, why is that handy? Well, you know, as great as the broadcast signal is, um, for WSMN, there are pre- people who are, are not in that broadcast footprint. I'll give you one example right now, and that is my aunt, Beata Borman. Beata, Ati, Aunt Ati, is um, watching this show right now from Germany. And um, I can, you know, I can guarantee you she's not listening in over the radio. She's listening over the internet. So, guten Morgen, Ati. Ich hoffe, dir geht es gut. And it's good to he- see you here um, joining us on the radio. Maybe you'll listen into the whole thing. If you if you put a comment in the Facebook window, I'll be sure to answer your questions or whatever else you have. Sag mir dann was auf Facebook und ich antworte dir. I also see my friend Doreen Manetta. Doreen is a good buddy of mine. She she seems to have not much of a life, though, because she joins me on the radio pretty much every Monday morning. Um, I don't know. Questionable choices at best. But uh, Doreen, it's good to see you as well, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Um, I know that I had a pretty great weekend. The uh, Let's see. By the way, today is July 13th. So... I went down to New York City this past weekend um, to visit my aunt, um, who I have not seen since the COVID-19 lockdown. haven't seen her since uh, really February. Um, she is um, you know, pretty much homebound um, and uh, um, has some, some health issues that, that cause her not to be able to interact with people too much. So... Um, it was really good to get down there and see her. It was also really interesting to experience uh, Manhattan in the post-COVID lockdown world. Of course, everybody I'm sure remembers that Manhattan, New York City, was hit uh, very hard for for a good long time. Was the epicenter of the coronavirus um, pandemic for the world, and um, 
shut down pretty hard. Well, you you know, it's still pretty evident that Manhattan is not the same place as it once was. My aunt lives near the seaport, which is in, in lower Manhattan. Pretty popular tourist area. Typically, this time of year would be just swamped with tourists. Walked around the South Street Seaport on Saturday afternoon. It was nice weather. Saturday afternoon with nice weather in July in the South Street Seaport would typically be just an absolute mob scene. It was, let us say, pretty empty by comparison. There were people there, but you could tell they were New Yorkers. They were New Yorkers just looking to get out. There were not a lot of tourists, and I can tell you social distancing, not a a problem. And, uh, you know, it was also interesting to see um, that uh, the behavior there is a little different. You can tell they were they were hit pretty hard. Uh, they are all wearing masks. People there are wearing masks in situations where people here wouldn't even dream of wearing a mask. Um, you know, just walking around on the street. Um, you know, I follow the CDC guidelines. If I can't, you know, be six feet away from somebody, then I'm absolutely going to put a mask on. You know, and that's if nothing else for their protection, also for mine, but it, but generally speaking, for their protection, so we can you know protect each other. But down there in Manhattan, you can tell they're just super cautious, and I don't blame them because they had a lot of people get sick, a lot of people die, and it really uh, was a kind of a disaster down there. But uh, you know. Place is coming back to life. You can see that. We did go out for lunch on Saturday afternoon down in the Seaport District. It was it's they're all outside dining. They don't do, allow any inside dining yet. Um, and uh, but it was it was it was good to see the city uh, coming back to life. So that was my weekend. Hope yours was great. I know that the weather was pretty nice here, and uh, hopefully you got out and maybe went to the beach. Um, maybe you went to the mountains. Maybe you just walked around the neighborhood. Hopefully you did something, and hopefully you did it in a safe way. Um, we've got a good show for planned for you today. Uh, each week we interview two different local nonprofits. These are organizations that are working tirelessly day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Just a better place for all of us who live and work in Greater Nashua. And... Each week when we interview these nonprofits, we you know we do that from a couple of different perspectives. We look at it from the perspective of you know connecting you to their mission. The mission of a nonprofit is what they do, what they're what they're trying to accomplish, how they're trying to make our community a better place. Um, but we also want to do that because we want you to know what they do so that if you ever were in interest or in need of their services, you would know who they are. And we and we all have needs for services at various times in our lives. None of us is an island, but we also know lots of people. And I think it's human nature that when, you know, when your Uncle Charlie says, yeah, I got a friend who's struggling with, you know, this problem or the other, maybe he lost his job, maybe he's struggling with substance use disorder, maybe he has a kid that he wants to get engaged in, in, in productive activities, whatever the case may be, you want to be able to provide an answer that says, well, you know what, have you ever heard of these guys? They can maybe help you out with that. You know, I also always say uh, be sure to talk to our friends at uh, 211. 211 of New Hampshire is the state's referral resource. Um, most nonprofits are registered with 211, and um, they are um, 
supported by all of the United Ways in the state and run by Granite United Way. So with 211, you just call up and you say, this is the thing, and they can probably connect you with somebody and make a referral that way. Hey, good morning. A couple more people joining us on the Facebook. I see my friend Lori Wilshire. Good morning, Alderman Wilshire. Glad to see you this morning. And I see my friend Julie Batiki joining us. Julie, I don't know where you are. I suspect you're probably down in Nashville or somewhere in Tennessee, but maybe not. Maybe you're traveling around. Good to see both of you this morning. Um, hope you're having a, a really great day. Uh, so the two nonprofits that are going to join us today, we have, first of all, um, a, a fledgling, which is a nonprofit that is in the sort of pre-formative stages. Um, gentleman by the name of Reggie Perry, who I met a couple weeks ago, was introduced me, to me by our friend Kristen Mendoza, who is an attorney, local attorney, who used to be on my board of directors. And Kristen introduced us and said, hey, I know this guy Reggie, and he's trying to accomplish some great things. And, uh, you know, you, you two should connect. So we did. Um, had a cup of virtual coffee, that is the Zoom way of meeting these days, and talked about what he's trying to accomplish, and we want to talk about that. Today he's working to you know, do, 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 do programming in our community that empowers youth, and um, that is something which is near and dear to my heart. Um, and what he's doing is a little bit different than what you might find in your typical, say, Boys and Girls Club or Police Athletic League. So it has a nice niche in our community, and Reggie's going to talk about that. You might find that there's a way there for you to get involved. The other organizations can be on, um, interestingly, no planning there, but uh, also involved in the youth sphere is the Youth Council will be on. My friend Jennifer Lanatsis will be on a little bit later in the show, and she's going to talk about what the Youth Council is doing. They've been on the show before. Youth Council is a really great organization that serves youth who are you know, at risk, at risk of making, you know, getting to that point in their lives where we've all been there. You know, you're going to make that wrong decision, and that one wrong decision is the one that's going to take a long time to recover from. The Youth Council sits there um, and, uh, you know, sort of is there to capture you, catch you, make sure that you don't go down the wrong path too far down. I see somebody else joined us in the Facebook. That's Matt Conway. Good to see you, Matt. I'm going to wave at you. I don't know what happens when you wave at somebody on Facebook, but I just waved at you. Glad to see you're there with us today. Um so what's going on at United Way? I'll tell you what's not going on at United Way. We are not going over the edge. And I am sorry to say that, but the event, uh, we decided that uh, it just wasn't going to get the traction that it wanted. We were scheduled to, to run the event a week from Thursday, and we were having just difficulty getting people to participate. We had planned a, a really, really safe event, uh, an event with a lot of uh, social distancing, CDC guidelines embedded throughout, um, it was going to be, uh, you know, something that people would not have to be scared of. But you know, perception is reality, and people are still um, uncomfortable with with public gatherings. Um, and I wasn't going to force the issue, so we just decided, you know what, this ain't the year for over the edge. We'll do it again next year. The Brady Sullivan Tower will still be there. Our friends um, Arthur Sullivan and Shane Brady are still, um, you know, wanting to partner with us on that. So we'll be back in Jul the end of June of next year, going over the edge. And um, it should be a pretty great event. But what we are moving ahead on, full steam ahead, is our skydiving event, Skydive United. And uh, that is scheduled for the uh, end of August. The uh, exact dates for Skydive United uh, is uh, August 22nd. It's a Saturday, and it's about five to six weeks from now. 
You'll recall that's an event that is particularly geared toward fundraising to support local homeless youth in our community. And that's a passion of ours at United Way. We're working to establish a dedicated fund to support local youth who are experiencing homelessness and support them in their needs that might range from you know, how to get a driver's license and afford the costs associated with that, to paying for books to take a class at the community college, to buying a uniform for your first job, maybe at a landscaping company. All of these are needs that uh, need to be met in order to help homeless youth to break out of that cycle and empower them to become self-sufficient, self-sustaining. So we're moving full forward, full speed ahead on that. I'm looking for a couple additional people to join the fundraising event and uh, jump with me out of the plane. Um, should be really pretty awesome. Um, our oldest person signed up so far is 88 years old. Um, it is an event that starts at the age of 18 and goes up from there. So um, if you're interested in skydiving, perhaps you never have and it's on your bucket list, and you're interested in and passionate about supporting youth in our community who are amongst the most vulnerable people you're going to ever run into because they are homeless, um, and young, young people in particular are uh, generally never going to be homeless through any fault of their own. It's a circumstance that they land in. Um, and, um, you know, we want to help them to be able to help themselves to get out of that. So, so you can support Skydive United. There's information on the United Way website, uh, unitedwaynashua.org, under the events page, or you can connect with me at United Way. Just call Mike at United Way here in Greater Nashua. So we're moving forward with that. Other things going on. Um, we pro proceed with our food distribution and our mask distribution. I know we were at the farmer's market over the weekend distributing face masks. At this point, we have distributed in, in Greater Nashua 62,000 plus face masks. And yeah, I hope everybody realizes that when we're distributing face masks, it's not because we're trying to push them on people. We're not trying to infringe on people's rights, whatever the case may be. We're just trying to make sure that people who want to wear a face mask and want to stay safe have, have ready access to face masks. It's a public health initiative, um, and we're hoping that uh, people take that seriously. We also are continuing to partner with the Nashua School District, the Nashua Transit System, the Nashua Soup Kitchen, and 68 Hours of Hunger, um, and the Boys and Girls Club on uh, food distribution for the schools, as well as the YMCA. I forgot to point that out. The YMCA is as well. We're, we're distributing produce in eight different locations around town um, several days a week, and at this point have helped over 2,000 people to gain access to fresh fruits and vegetables. But we're also still handing out lunches and breakfasts in the Nashville School District. As of last week, we have um, gone over 80,000, about 82,000 breakfasts and lunches distributed to keep our kids fed and healthy throughout um, the community um, during the pandemic. Um, food security is something we just don't want to compile the issues, the many issues that exist um, in our community. So we're continuing to do that and pretty excited about how that's been going. I uh, wanted to mention before we go away that something exciting here at WSMN, you know, we're live on the radio. If you're listening, you're listening on probably 1590 AM. However, if you're in the broadcast footprint, you can now pick us up on 95.3 FM. So that's exciting. George and Bob have finally launched the uh, FM, official FM um, radio feed. So 95.3 FM, crystal clear in the footprint and uh, get it in stereo or, of course, 1590 AM. 
We also can be reached by phone at 816-1590. If you ever want to... I, I didn't pick it up, George. I saw it st- the strobe come on. I, I didn't, but I will if they you want. Up. You want to try again? They hung up. Oh, was it somebody calling in? Yeah, when that strobe blinks. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Well, I will watch for it again. I didn't see it, and then I, then I turned it off. I'll watch for it again. I will be. I will be. Thanks. I'm just you. I will be. So I um, just want to mention everybody. Also, we are on the on the uh, telephone. If you want to call into the show and uh, talk with us, talk with our nonprofits, we are on. Uh, you can call us at 816-1590. Remember, this is not a show where we call up and debate the issues and the politics and uh, get controversial and mudslinging and all of that stuff. But if you want to, if you have a legitimate question, you want to talk talk with me about that relates to one of the nonprofits and the work they're doing, call us at 816-1590 and you can join the conversation. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook as well. So I'm going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in three or four minutes. Um, Our show is brought to you by Etchstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders. Um, And you are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. Next up will be Reggie Perry from Project Push. And you're listening to Mike Affelberg um, on the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. All right, I've gone through all the tracks. Just move through the beats. Do your thing. All right, everyone, let's hear it for West High's own Brooke Turner, a.k.a. DJ Hook. Scratching at my first school dance takes confidence. So we're getting into college. I've got what it takes. So do you. Visit knowhowtogo.org to learn what you should be doing right now to prepare for college. Start taking the steps at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation, and the Ad Council. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We're here on WSMN 1590 a.m. and WSMN 95.3 FM. We're also on Facebook. And if you want to call in and join the conversation, we are at 816-1590. Please remember when you call in, this is not a show for debates and arguments and mudslinging. 
But uh, if you want to ask a question of one of our of our guests or myself about the nonprofit work that we're looking at doing in the community, we're glad to have you join the conversation. I am here with Reginald Perry, Reggie Perry, who I met recently, introduced by my friend Kristen Mendoza. Reggie's working on developing a program here called Project Push. Um, Push is an acronym stands for Produce. Unity, produce unity, strength, and heart. How do I know that? I've committed it to memory, and I also read it off of Reggie's shirt. So, Reggie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michael. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here as well. And if you don't mind pushing up your radio just a little bit closer so we get you in. So, Reggie, why don't you tell us just for starters about Project Push. What is Project Push, and uh, you know what's the inspiration there behind what you're trying to do? Michael, um as you and I discussed in our, our, our virtual coffee meeting a few weeks ago, what PUSH is at its core is a youth strength, uh, pardon me, a youth performance and enrichment program and emphasis on performance. Living here in the Northeast, the youth here do not have the training opportunities um, like their counterparts, let's say, in California, Texas. Florida and Pennsylvania, and I use football as. A, I was going to say when you're talking about training opportunities, you're talking about like youth sports. Yes, youth sports. Yes, yep. pardon me. Um, and I wanted to be the spark to change all that. Um, I know I our viewing audience can't see, or maybe they can see. I'm pulling up a graphic that was sent to me, um, and what it shows is the four states from this year's ESPN 300 that encompass where the Division I recruits went to. There are 147 players or 49% of the ESPN 300 that came from four states. Those four states being Florida, Texas, California, and Georgia. Um, and again, just using football as an example. There are plenty of football players here in this region of the country that won't be recognized based on where they live. And I wanted to erect a program that would be the spark to change all that. And the program is not just geared for football players. It's geared for any sport. Any sport that which uh, speed or agility is needed. And that is, is, again, that's all sports, with the exception of swimming maybe. But that was the impetus behind the creation of PUSH. And, um, again, providing opportunities that don't exist here one of the great perks of the program is that the children involved get to travel to two of my partners if you will one in texas and one in california which are elite training facilities where d1 athletes and professional athletes go and train and i just thought that was an excellent way to help get the children of northern new england recognized that sounds like a great idea. And you know, I could tell you that having uh, just swimming in the family, I think you and I shared this, that uh, our daughter was a swimmer, started at a very young age and uh, here in Nashua and uh, swam all the way up through high school. And for a short period of time there, we also lived in Illinois. Um, and uh, what I was shocked at is just the, well, for me, what was interesting was the, the just the quality and, and quantity of venues available in the Midwest compared to what we have here. If you think about, you know, a city the size of Nashua, it's it's almost shameful. We have 
we, we don't have anything that I would consider a real competition pool. We have a five-lane pool at the Boys and Girls Club, and we have another five- or six-lane pool over at the YMCA. The YMCA pool's, YMCA's pool doesn't even have blocks that you can dive off of. The Boys and Girls Club pool does, um, um, but it's, you know, it's not – it's not, um, you know, configurable as a long course pool. It's 25 yards. It doesn't have any of the, uh, you know, fancy amenities that you get. And and kids to be competitive really need, you know, to have, you know, have a lot of different things in a, in a, in a pool. Um, that you, but you go down to like if you go to like down to Harvard University, you see a pool that's 25 yards one way and 50 meters the other way with three meter board, five meter board, one meter diving board, blocks with sensors on the top, strobe lights, et cetera, et cetera. You see that at every high school in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Our high school, our high schools don't even have a pool. It's you know, our kids are at an unfair disadvantage. And and so, how are you going to get a swim scholarship if you if you don't even have the ability to compete competitively? Michael, I couldn't agree more. My son, uh, Nasir Perry, who was on his way to the University of Mass at Amherst, my alma mater. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> There's no shame involved with going to UMass. <laughs> um, on a, a partial track scholarship, and I attribute that to his will to succeed and to compete. Uh, National North does not have an indoor track to practice on. Mm. They use the hallways. Um, and again, he and all of his teammates, my hat is off to them. Kudos to them because they do it from uh, the love uh, of Arthur Cobbs, uh, who's their head coach. But a lot of that is their will and their want to compete yep. and succeed. But imagine if those young men and women were, they had the, the, the luxury of a track. Right. And it's the, the essential tool to be successful. successful. Um, and again, that's another one of the reasons why I erected this program, trying to help being a, to be an assistant from afar to any other youth programs in this town, again, to help put the youth on the map from an athletic training standpoint. Yeah, I, I I can see how that is really, really important. I mean, another case in point that I, I think we talked about was we also lived in Texas for a couple of years. And, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, here you go to a Friday night football game. You know, Friday night is, of course, the night for, for uh, high school football. <laughs> you know, the big night here in Nashua, oh, the big game. What's the big game? The big game is north versus south, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sold out crowd of 600 people. <laughs> Um, basically as many people on the sidelines as there are in the stands and um, you know that's that's okay that's what it is that's our culture up here we don't we don't have a lot in that but I can tell you in a place like Plano Texas where we lived you know West Plano versus East Plano on the big night is 60,000 people and it's like a it's it's like a NFL event and the result of that is that a lot of dollar resources get funneled into those programs which in turn ends up providing kids with opportunities to get scholarships and go to college because uh, you know scouts go to those games and they and they see the you know they see the kids playing and uh, you know they see the excitement and they see they see how they perform under pressure and uh, it becomes an enabler for, for, for kids to get into college. And, of course, we all know that college is one of those things that is just unbelievably difficult to, 
to, to, to pay for. Mm. So scholarships are important. Michael, thank you for bringing that up. Scholarships, because one of the things that is the aim for PUSH is to raise the level of play for said youth, to make he or she so good that scouts hear about you know Joe Brown up in Nashua. And if, if Joe Brown is not heard of in Nashua, then we will take Joe Brown to where those scouts are and hang out so that they can get recognized. And one very important element that we added two weeks ago, Michael, and this is something that no youth performance program does. We added a Fidelity Investments 529 investment savings plan for our members. So when you sign up, um, you have the option. It is, um, it's not mandatory, it's voluntary. You have the option of signing your child up for a college savings plan in which as long as your child is in our program, we will deposit uh, money into the account on a monthly basis. And every fundraiser that we do, 10% of that fundraiser gets evenly spread out to all the accounts that, that are in our program. So when that child graduates high school, so long as they prove to me that they or provide probably proof of acceptance and where they're going to college, I will cash that 529 account out and provide them with a nice gift to head off to their college experience with. What a, so, great, what a great idea, Reggie. I love that. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Um, well, it's just a couple more quick quick, quick things here. First of all, I see Gail Kraft, my friend Gail from BNI, has joined us um, by Facebook. Gail, um, good seeing you. She's been on the show a couple times. Gail is an empowerment coach. Um, runs an amazing business, but she's also on vacation this week. So she call, is, is watching us from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Pacific time. That is, so for her, Gail's an early bird at 6.30 in the morning. Good to see you, Gail. Obviously, the United Way Community Connection show is a priority for Gail, or she's just super bored with her vacation. I think it's probably a combination of the two. I don't know. What do you think, Reggie? Uh, maybe it's the love. It the is lo the, the love of what you're doing. I think it's the love. Let's go with that. It's the love. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to call into the show, you can dial 816-1590. Um, our show is not for debate, dispute, and argumentation. But if you want to talk with Reggie about his program, you're welcome to do that. And I'll certainly put you on the air. You can also comment on our Facebook page. Um, we're live on AM 1590 and FM 95.3. Reggie, what got you inspired to start this program, Project Push? Um, working with my two sons uh, in their off-seasons, uh, helping them raise their level of play in their chosen endeavors. My youngest son, Kobe, is a member of the Nashua Pal Force 12U football team. And again, my son, Nasir, is a, a 2020 graduate from Nashua North High School. That and just knowing that there is a huge need here in northern New England for the athletes, regardless of sport, for athletic recognition, and not just student-athletes, youth, period, from all social and economical backgrounds. That's what we're here for, to help the youth be the best versions of themselves. That's great. What a beautiful, what a beautiful concept. So where are you at in your, in your um, journey and by the way, Gail says it's the love. She agreed it is the love. And um, Brandon Lenatz has just joined us as well. Now, Brandon is happens to be the spouse of the lady who's next up on the show, Jennifer Lenatz. So, so no pressure there, Jen. But I think Brandon is here to quality control our show as we as we get into that. So the um, 
Where are you at? You're in, you're on that sort of journey of becoming a program in the community, establishing yourself. Obviously, there's lot takes lots of support from a community to do that. Where are you at in the process right now? Um, Michael, every person I've spoken to, and I've mentioned your name, has mentioned you as the unofficial mayor of Nashua. Unofficial? Unof- that's so rude. Unofficial mayor. Unofficial. i got to talk to Jim and, and see if we can train. No, that's all right. There's a bu- you know what? There's a bunch of us who are the unofficial mayors. I'm, I just happen to be one of the cast of thousands. <laughs> but everyone speaks very highly of you. Well, thank you. And with loving uh, support and sentiment. Um, you mentioned to me weeks during our first conversation of um, linking up with Tim Cummings. Sure. And that Tim would be very instrumental in helping find a, a, a building by which we might be able to run our facility out of. I'm happy to report to you. I have a Zoom with Tim and some of his staff this Friday, That's which fantastic. I think is a huge step forward in establishing what I believe push can be and what I want it to be, which is our version of the late, great Kobe Bryant's Mamba Academy. One facility, one building by which we will run this program out of, uh, and again, to help the youth of northern New England. I cannot state that enough. That is our goal through and through again. And I'd like to mention, um, in November, we will, get, we will be embarking on our community service project that we call the Turkey Brigade. We are going to feed between 50 and 100 families a Thanksgiving Day dinner. Um, we partner with the Nashua uh, Safe Haven Program on Ash Street. Uh, they find the families for us, and it's something that is near and dear to my heart because I started it as part of my Taekwondo program. And um, we're super excited for that number, uh, 50 to 100 families. That's great. And, you know, you mentioned the Police Athletic League and the Youth Safe Haven Program. But I guess this is just random thoughts that happen, you know, in my brain as it fires off on a Monday morning. But the Police Athletic League, congratulations to them. They uh, won the this year's uh, Greater Nashua Chamber of Commerce Eminence Awards as Nonprofit of the Year. And they just they just had that announcement last Thursday. So big, big, big right. shout out to them. Kudos to Sean and uh, their team they do they do a great job and i think having them as a partner you know their mission isn't isn't just of course athletics is a big part of what they do but they do it always through the lens of of connecting kids and cops to create uh, sort of productive um you know relationships a little different than than what you're doing but but there's a relationship there that's good yes 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 and uh, before i know before we end Michael, what I like to point out is one of the, the staunch differences between our youth program and every other youth program, how PUSH works. PUSH works with six components, speed and agility, strength and conditioning, financial literacy, health and wellness, um, community service. Each of the children, uh, each component of the program, there's like a three-hour a three minimum requirement. Once the child in our program has hit those uh, those requirements the program then they qualify to travel to either texas or california for that elite level training the program pays for the training the program pays for the lodging we don't pay for the travel and that is the big difference between what we do and what everybody else does nobody provides financial literacy now i think that earlier you can teach youth about proper responsibility in managing finances, the better off they'll be set 
to uh, handle uh, life's challenges. Um, one of the huge, huge components that really separates true. us from everybody else. That's really true. It's funny you mentioned that. We started a program about two years ago um, with United Way, partnering with several of the local banks and the 21st Century After School program on fi- around financial literacy. And um, yeah, what, you know, there's always been some financial literacy taught, um, you know, in the high schools. Um, and sometimes at the middle school level, but there were no programs really geared towards you know, really little kids. And I believe you're, what you said is absolutely true. The younger you get them, the earlier you start this educational process, the better. So we geared our program towards third and fourth graders who, who came from, um, you know, also tough backgrounds where money just was, you know, not a topic that was ever discussed in any kind of, per, you know, sort of productive way. Um, and it's been really great. It's been really great, and I've seen some good outcomes. So I'm so glad you have that in your in your program. Super important stuff. Well, thank you very much, Michael. So a great, love. very holistic approach, and I love that. Reggie, your enthusiasm is is infectious. Your energy is dynamic. I am so excited to see where you go with Project Push. I think you're going to go, um, you know, really, really great places with this program. Michael, thank you for your support, and thank you for having us on the show. We, you know, we continue. Uh, we look forward to our continued, uh, I guess, mentorship, the United Way, and um, look forward to helping the youth of Nashville. I just can't say it enough. I, we will do this again, and I'd love to have you back in a couple months and uh, you know, give an update on where things are going. Not a problem. And I would you, love to be here. I would love to have you, and you, you got my number. Yes, sir. All right, Reggie. So thank you so much. We're going to take a short break now. Our next guest on after the break is Jen Lenatsis. Jen is on the board of directors at the Youth Council here in Nashua, um, a program that also works with youth in a very different way than Reggie's program does. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what they do and get you involved in that. Um, in the meanwhile... I would let, just remind you that you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM, 95.3 FM, and on Facebook. Um, we are here each and every Monday morning talking with nonprofits in our community, but what they're doing to make place this place where we live and work stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. The sun is getting higher and the days are getting longer, which means it's time to start thinking about central air conditioning for your home. While the heat may be great when lounging poolside, the last thing you want is sweltering temperatures inside your home. Whether you have air conditioning now that needs service or would like to add it, Joyce Cooling and Heating can help with a new ducted, ductless, or microduct system. And remember, that's Joyce Cooling and Heating, 882-4244. Or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Listen in to yours truly, Mike Affelberg, host of the United Way Community Connections Show, right here on WSMN 1590 AM, every Monday, 9 to 10 AM. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603-891-891. 0008. That's 603-891-0008. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here on WSMN 1590 AM. 95.3 FM on Facebook and um, I don't know, probably somewhere else. Maybe you can just hear us out the window. I don't have one of those telephone cams yet where, you know, you have like an orange juice can and a string between it and, you know, you're at the other end. But, well, you know, we can do that too. Anyway, you want to listen, we're there for you. Um, our show is about connecting people in the community to the nonprofits in Greater Nashua who are working to make this just a better place for all of us who live and work here. Um, we are joined today in the studio. It's my honor to introduce Jennifer Lanatsis. Jennifer has been on the show before, and the organization that she's going to be talking about today, the Youth Council, has also been here before. But I'm just going to start out with the assumption that uh, perhaps everybody who listen is listening in has never heard of the Youth Council, and we're just going to start with that with a quick introduction and then uh, kind of pivot to some of like what's going on and what's new over there. So, Jen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me today. It is so good seeing you. I, I feel like every time I see somebody who I haven't seen in a long time, which is like I haven't seen anybody in mm -hmm. a long time because we've all been sort of like in a weird little bubble, it's just so good to see people. I know. feels a little normal. How have you been? Great. Good. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, obviously there's a lot of change, but... Yeah. We're safe and we're healthy and we're happy. So I'm so glad about that. And you know, your your husband, Doctor B, has been taking good care of the community, making sure people um, stay aligned yes. in their chiropractic needs. I yes. know that. And I see him every week um, over Zoom. But uh, so, tell us a little bit about the Youth Council. What is the Youth Council, and uh, what role do you play in the community? And how are you helping? Uh, you know, this uh, place to be just a better place for all of us. Sure. The Youth Council started in 1974, and you know, if I could pick one word to describe what the Youth Council is, I would say it's adaptive. They change as the needs of the community change. So um, it's really about meeting the needs of not just the youth that they serve, but the whole family, and looking at the family as, as a whole, and, and, and seeing what um, where they can support them so that they can meet their own goals and have the successes that they would want. So the Youth Council 
in today's world is providing services to the youth of Greater Nashua through um, therapy and assessment, risk, you know, analyzing risks for families and providing the supports and referrals that they would need to um, address challenges that might come up as they do for a lot of families, especially right now, there's a lot of stressors for families. Um, and then they have court diversion program, which was able to continue throughout this and just kind of modified how they did that as, as we all have been doing um, through a lot of online tools and just being that support and avail- continuing to be available even though the world is, is stressful for these families. Absolutely. So I always describe the youth council to people. Um, I mean, in my simplistic view of the world, and my view of the world is absolutely quite simplistic, um, I kind of think of the youth council as um, being sort of positioned at that fork in the road. Mm-hmm. And we've all been there. I, you know, I don't think any of us, well, maybe there's one or two of you listening who are just like total goody two shoes and never got into trouble. I'm not one of them. Mm -mm. I bet you aren't either. Mm -mm. So, you know, you're walking down that, that path and you're say 15, 16, 17 years old, 14 years old, you know, you're a young person and you don't know nothing. And uh, you think you know everything, but you don't really know anything. And you get to that fork in the road, and it's decision time. And you can make the right decision or the wrong decision. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, you know, at one point, like most people, make the wrong decision. And the youth council is there just a little bit down the road mm-hmm. that you go down when you take the wrong, when you make the wrong decision. It's there. It's not so far down the road that you can't get back on the right path, but it's there as a resource to help people to get sort of redirected back down the right path right. before things go just terribly wrong. Yes. That's how I picture the youth council. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we think about... putting kind of labels on good and bad choices but the fact of the matter is when you're a young person they're all bad choices you're learning you're learning (laughs) and you know even just as parents we are learning and we stumble and it's so good to know that there's someone in the community that can just help you get back you know up and head toward where you want to go so youth councils in the schools there's a big presence in the schools and i think that's one of their you know their strong um features is that you know we need we need that support in the school school's tough you know, so That's having right. that extra support so you can focus on what you need to focus and not all the other parts of things that- going on in your life. That, that's exactly right. Now, I should also say that if anybody wants to join this conversation, you can call us by phone mm-hmm. at 816-1590. I have never gotten a phone call that I've no. actually picked up. I'm hoping somebody calls. And it's not because Maybe I think... Maybe today's the day. Yeah, so if... To, if you, you know what, Gail, <laughs> you're, if you're still listening and you're in Jackson, Wyoming, pick up your cell phone and call us at 603-816-1590. I want to test it out and see how it works. Yeah, show us that but, if you're, but if you're some cranky, grumpy person and all you want to do is call and complain and wine and, and do politics and mudslinging you know what call somebody else mm-hmm. because i don't want to talk to you i just want to talk about good stuff so jen what's coming up what's new these days at the youth council obviously covid19 has affected the programs that sure. you run in a big and significant way mm-hmm. significant way how what's changed so the youth council was able to to really change and change quickly and um the staff was just it has been amazing how how adaptive and, and responsive they are to what this community needs and what the, the teens, you know, the, the youth of the, this community needs. So they've been offering a lot of their services through telehealth. So you can do it right from home. Fantastic. And, you know, luckily we all have our, our phones and internet is something that most of us have, but if not, then there's other ways that they can do that through the phone net, um, you know, and, and lots of different things. And also if, if that still doesn't work, there's still options. So um, they've been able to keep their programs, you know, in place and, and 
move forward and even even bigger and bolder and meet those the needs that have been growing in the you know this this time so that's really great yeah that's really great. I know that a lot of nonprofits have really had to pivot, but have also done a great job in, in, in recognizing that clients are still out there and client needs still exist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, connecting to those might be different. I'm hoping that a lot of what's going on now in delivery of services that's different um, will also have some sticking around power. Definitely. Because yes. some of it's um, quite quite productive, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more, and more um, available to people that it might not have been before. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned um, events coming up. Of yes. course, I, I said in my introduction, we've canceled, we've canceled over the edge. I know. It's such wah, a bummer. Wah, wah. I know. And you guys were actually raising a lot of money, too. And yeah, you were doing really great. Yeah, our team was great. doing amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's um, sad because the event is really geared towards connecting smaller nonprofits to a larger fundraising opportunity. Right. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't getting yeah, the traction the we time, needed. Yeah. So that's okay. Uh, we move on. Um, the money you raised, you're still, you still, it's still yours. You're still getting that. And Thank I, you, you know, uh, hopefully uh, next year will be better. And I think it will be. Um, but what else are you guys doing this year as far as, um, you know, stuff going on this summer or into sure. the fall? Yeah, we actually have, um, one of our fundraisers coming up in August called I Spy. This year's yeah. I Spy 2020. It's that's a, a scavenger hunt, it's right? It's a scavenger hunt. Yep. So that's our sec. it will be our second year running this. Obviously we, uh, modified it to be safe and still fun and have a lot of creative things to happening that, um, you know, from last year that's changed a little bit but so that's a scavenger hunt throughout nashua um for families the the ticket price is 25 dollars for a car load so you know we, we're not we don't care how big your car is and how many people you put on your team just have a great time you know families are looking for things to do right now that they can do there's not as many things that are available so this is an opportunity for families to get out into the community and what we love so much about it last year was it brought together some of the local nonprofits, small nonprofits, and um, let families kind of explore the city in a way that they hadn't before. So they got to know a lot of places. A lot of feedback was like, I didn't know that that park was there. I didn't know Nashville offered this or that. So um, it gets you out and about in the in the community you live, and you're able to explore new places while also supporting the youth council. Which, That's really great. Yeah. So and we're, it's we're fun. Excited. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and well, I should also say there's some people that have joined us on the radio. Sure. I always like to tell people on the Facebook at least, you know, say hi. Um, so in addition to your husband, who of course is just checking to make sure that we're uh, mm-hmm. not misbehaving in right, public, um, we also have David Heath, my friend from uh, my photographer friend David Heath. Steve Sachs um, has joined. And um, Ali Sickles from BNI, nice. and so my suspicion is that um, all three of them have nothing better to do than to listen to me on a Monday morning, <laughs> or I don't know. I it's know. actually they, you, it's got it's you. It's oh, all it's about you, because they, they didn't they didn't call in until you joined the show. <laughs> oh, and there's our call. Oh my goodness! And I think that's Gail. So I'm going to so try lucky. this. The strobe is blinking. Let's see if this works. Okay. WSMN 1590. You're on the radio. Hello, who am I speaking with? Hello, can you hear us? Ah, we must have lost her. It was oh such a great no. try, too. Oh, well. Oh, you know what? That's because that's the wrong wrong line. Let's try again. WSMN 1590, you're on the radio. Hello, can you hear us? How terrible. I don't know. Maybe she'll try again. Oh, there she is again. Okay. Okay, great. WSMN 1590, you're on the radio. Hi. 
Oh, from Justin Gil, Gil, you know you're my the first person who's ever called me on the radio, but you know that because I told you you're the first person who ever called me on the radio. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm really here. Well, that's all right. It's coming through a little weird, and I just wanted to say good morning and thank you for calling. And um, you know, I'm sorry that your vacation is so bad that you would listen to me on a Monday morning on on the West Coast at six thirty in the morning. But uh, hoping to see you again soon. Uh, okay, sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, Jen, but thank you for calling in. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was exciting. That was so exciting. I have I can now die a happy person. Yes. You know what I mean. So we have just a couple more minutes left, like two more minutes. Sure. And so you've got iSpy coming up. Are there opportunities for people to, businesses to sponsor this? And how do Absolutely. people get involved? Yep. So uh, we're open for sponsorships, um, which would put you on the map as a clue location. And people will come. It's, everything is, you know, is safe. So as a sponsor, um, you can you can simply sponsor or you can be a clue location where where participants will go and they'll simply scan a QR code poster that's up somewhere, you know, that, that you feel is the safest place for them. So there's no contact needed whatsoever. Um, or you can join as a participant. We're happy to have whoever, however, you know, whatever your team wants to be, if you want to be coworkers doing it or families or you just want to do it yourself, it's through the week of August 1st through August 8th. So there, it's not a rush. It's not as fast as you can go. It just fits into your life however you want to do it. And you earn points towards prizes. That sounds pretty great, and um, and of course, you know, so you get some advertising. You also get to feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. and you're doing something really, really great for the community. Yes. Um, anything else planned for later on in the year, Jen? We do have um, a bike ride coming up, uh, spokes for young folks, um, and again, that is a. Um, you know, it has kind of the, the virtual component where you, it's not necessarily a group of people going out and doing a bike ride together, but through a, on this, on the, on the, in October, that Saturday, you could go out and record how many miles you did either as yourself or as your family and you get to participate in, sure. in that bike ride. So it's, um, it's a lot of fun and another way to support the youth council and also bring, um, the families of the greater Nashua together. And this, since it's like a virtual bike ride mm-hmm. and it's self-reporting, you can also lie and say like, yeah. I rode like 12,000 miles. 12,000 miles. Yeah, was, exactly. I'm, I'm just ridiculously we'll awesome. A, a gold star for each mile. It's <laughs> <laughs> called me Lance Armstrong. And, uh, and, um, and I see Patrick O'Mara joined us. Patrick, you should call in next week and talk about your upcoming golf tournament for, um, you know, for, for your family. And actually, I have a spot next week open. So if you want to join me on the radio, just shoot me an email and we'll talk about that too, Patrick. Guess what? We're out of time, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. I am so glad to have you have joined us on the show talking about the Youth Council. Um, you've been listening to Jennifer Lanatsis, good buddy of mine, and uh, representing the Youth Council, which is a fantastic organization. You've been listening to the United Way Community Connections show. The music in the background means that the hour is just about up. Next week, we'll be joined with, by our friends from St. Joseph Hospital. And I also don't know who else, but I just put out the offer to Patrick to maybe talk about their upcoming golf tournament. Um, our show is brought to you by Edgestone Properties each and every Monday from 9 to 10 a.m. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on 1590 AM, 95.3 FM, and, uh, you know, also like right here in the studio, I guess, if you want to come watch the thing live. Um, we will be back next week, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Thank you for dialing in today, and have a great day. Until next week, please be remember. 
please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. WSMN 1590, WSMN 95.3 FM, Nashua. Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN1590.com. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. There are now 18 injuries being reported following a fire and explosion on the naval ship USS Bonhomme Richard in San Diego. The injury is said to be non-life-threatening. The Pentagon says about 160 sailors were on board when that fire was reported yesterday morning. The ship was undergoing maintenance at the time. Multiple reports say Washington, D.C.'s NFL franchise will be announcing today that it's retired.